Best Practices for Operating Through the Coming Winter Season. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan, brought to you by Varion, formerly ATP. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the very latest business aviation news and information. It may still be sunny and even fairly warm where you're listening today, but winter weather is just around the corner, and business aviation flight operations know firsthand how freezing temperatures, strong winds, and snow and ice can wreak havoc with their aircraft and the airports they fly into. What steps should your operation be taking to prepare for the coming winter season? To answer that question, I'm pleased to welcome back Greg Hamelink, Director of the Business Travel Center for Whirlpool Corporation and past chairman of the NBAA Maintenance Committee, along with Chris Bain, Manager of Aircraft Maintenance with John Deere Aviation. Chris, it's one thing to think of winter when there's snow on the ground or on the airplane, but what should pilots be mindful of when it's cold outside, even if the weather is otherwise sunny and clear? You have to remember that you know, freezing temperatures are hard on avionics. It takes them longer time to warm up. You know, it's hard on batteries that airplanes sit outside. Those batteries uh, don't work as well in the cold. And even if it's sunny outside and it, it could be zero out and, you know, you've got to consider the onboard water systems, all the catering and stock that's on the airplanes. It affects all our operations in our flight department from the, how the parking lot's handled to everything snow and ice when it starts getting cold everything changes yeah chris hit it spot on some of the additional things are maybe some of the things that are stored or contained in the cabin you know one of the items we take a look at is our ad requirements from from the manufacturer says uh you know you got to keep that that battery at a acceptable temperature maybe not necessarily room temperature but doesn't uh, operate as well in freezing temperature so we actually throw an extra cooler uh, on the airplane so we can throw that AED in a cooler. So it's insulated, you know, when it's uh, sitting maybe on the ramp overnight, really cold temperatures. So it's all those kind of additional things that may not be you know, a function of the operation of the aircraft, but your equipment on board the aircraft, medical kits, stuff like that, things that might freeze, you might have to take that in consideration. Uh, we've had crews take the medical kit off the airplane, take it with them to the hotel so that those contents don't freeze. What are some other common issues, Greg, which flight crews might have to deal with during the winter? Those cold temperatures are, are some of the key things. Uh, Chris brought it up, you know, freezing water lines. So, you know, aircraft have uh, typically the capability to, to purge. But I think crews really need to be aware of how best to purge an aircraft or what constitutes purging the aircraft to so make sure that they've got, you know, things uh, truly drained out. Lavatory or toilets, potable toilets especially, maybe not so much with with a vacuum type toilet, but potable toilets are a factor as well. So consideration there, whether you, you know, you dump the lav uh, or have the lav service maybe partially with some sort of a, you know, antifreeze so that it's uh, functional when you want to use it. The other one would be maybe not so much from a maintenance issue, but from a cleanup issue. <laughs> and Chris mentioned it is, is what do you do with your drinks? Who cares if your water bottles freeze, they're going to thaw out. But if your Coke or Diet Coke freezes, it's going to make a mess. So pretty much anything liquid in the aircraft cabin, you'll want to get it out of there. Yeah, or, or insulate it, Rob, even, you know. So, yeah, we don't throw our 12-pack of Coke in our bag and take it with this hotel, but throw another insulated cooler on board, throw it in there. At least if it does happen to freeze and explodes, it's contained versus being in a drawer and making a mess in your galley. What about maintenance issues related to cold weather conditions, Chris? 
One thing maintenance-wise, if we have cold weather ops, you can have problems with taxiways and ramps being really slick. And we need to do engine runs, things like that. You know, you might have to make other arrangements for that. One thing our, our ops manager talked to me, I, I chatted with him a little about, about this coming up. And he said, you know, the biggest thing is you got to allow more time for everything that you do. So every departure, whether it's at home or it's on the road, you need to allow more time because if you have to de-ice, you know, their de-ice trucks have to be warmed up and ready to go. The fluid has to be warmed up. And there's always things that, that play out. Fans can be frozen, you know, on engines. You know, there's all kinds of little things can happen when the, when the weather gets cold. Some of those things are good to remember. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment after this word from our sponsor. Take your aviation operations to new heights. Introducing Varion, formerly known as ATP, your ultimate partner in achieving maximum aircraft uptime. At Varion, we understand the challenges faced by everyone in aviation. Our industry-leading technology solutions revolutionize aircraft management, so there's no more waiting, no more wondering, and no more wasted effort. Get real-time visibility of your maintenance, inventory, operations, and regulatory data right at your fingertips with an easy-to-use system. Backed by a team of experts with deep aviation knowledge offering 24-7, 365 support. After 50 years in the business, we have built a growing reputation for getting our customers more aircraft uptime. That's why thousands of aircraft operators worldwide have already discovered the power of Varion. Say goodbye to downtime and hello to increased efficiency and profitability. Visit Varion.com to learn more. Varion, let's get you more uptime. We're back now with our discussion with Greg Hamelink and Chris Bain about preparing for winter flying season. Chris, winter weather can affect pretty much every facet of operating an aircraft. How does your operation prepare for that? We do training in October, so this is our preparation month. You know, we do some refresher online courses on uh, winter ops. We do our own Type 4 anti-icing in the hangar, so we do a refresher course for all, our, all the maintenance guys to apply that. It goes through purging on the road and purging whenever they're going to sit outside. Sometimes, you know, if we have a hangar construction project, which we do right now, we have to let the airplane sit outside during the day. And uh, if, if it's going to be cold, we, we're going to have to purge everything. So we talk about that during the training. We also, of course, do our own type four fluid. So we have to test that every fall to make sure it still meets the spec. Big thing we talk about uh, is allowing more time for departures because we need to actually, once the pre-flight's done, we need, if we need to apply type four, if there's, you know, if it's snowing or precipping, then we need more time to apply that before we push it outside. And of course, the, the hold down times come into play and all those things need to be, you know, refreshed in your memory of how this works. You sometimes you forget after eight or nine months, you know, when it's been summer and nice out and it kind of, it's off everybody's mind. And also letting the passengers know that Sometimes they're, you know, we have to go out and make sure it's safe for them to get on board. Sometimes the ramps or the snow's gone, but there's a real thin layer of really slick snow or ice sometimes, and we've got to do something extra so to make sure they can board safely. Greg, how about at your flight operation? Does anything change with your flight planning, maintenance, and scheduling practices during winter? Yeah, it does. I think uh, Chris led into a little bit is, is really, you know, letting passengers know there may be a little bit more time necessary, you know, maybe a little bit earlier arrival. 
to help with that process you go through for de-icing, prepping the aircraft. But Chris's point, we've got great resources at home base. We type four here as well prior to leaving. So we have everything we need to really have the aircraft operate in that uh, um, inclement weather. Um, probably one of the bigger challenges is away from home base, you know, what those resources are. So maybe looking ahead, weather forecast, you know, at your destination airport, what are the temps going to be? Was a possibility of freezing rain going to happen? That's probably been one of the biggest hurdles that we've seen in the past is, hey, can you really even access the airplane? Can you get the airplane open at the other end? And what resources might you have when the door's frozen or when the door lock is frozen? How do you get access to the airplane? So we do kind of winter kits that we throw in with the airplane. Might be a snow brush, might be a lock de-icer, all those kind of things that can uh, at least get us into the airplane, get us started, head in the right direction, and, and hopefully get de-iced. But all that stuff does take time. So having uh, having that kind of front-loaded and trying to look ahead, both from an aircraft perspective with your flight crews and with your passengers from a scheduling perspective, is really important to keeping things on time, which is a challenge to do in the wintertime. You and Chris have mentioned using de-icing fluids, Greg. Does that introduce any additional maintenance requirements or checks? Yeah, definitely. And I think that goes back to Chris's earlier comment. You know, we do training. October is our training month as well for for winter ops. De-icing, while it's a necessary evil, as I call it, can also induce, you know, some other challenges with the aircraft. So the crews really need to be up to speed on can they operate an engine, for example, while they're being de-iced? Can they operate an APU while they're being de-iced? What position should uh, flight controls be in? Slats, flaps? maybe the horizontal stabilizer, because if you get the icing fluid ingression into some area, uh, maybe that can be a, a negative impact, you know, on that aircraft operationally. From a maintenance perspective too, even post uh, winter ops, you know, doing an inspection and potentially washing out, cleaning out that de-ice fluid, if it happens to be, you know, trapped in different areas. One common area would be the horizontal stab. There's many aircraft that that have some of those post winter ops requirements where you got to go back and, and take a look and make sure that 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 residue or fluid physically is no longer trapped in there. I always thought it'd be a great idea if they put some type of anti-corrosion fluid in with the anti-ice because it gets everywhere that you would want like uh, anti-corrosion fluid to be, but I don't believe they do that. That'd be a great idea. They could probably charge a little more for it and we wouldn't mind it, but it does get everywhere. It gets really sticky too and it dries on the, on the paint. If it gets like that, we try to bring them in and and wash that off the paint surfaces, you know, at least the upper and lower wing surfaces and try not to let it pool. But it, it does when it gets in the hangar, it will actually drip sometimes for days coming out of all the little drain holes. And so it needs to be looked at. What other maintenance issues might pop up in cold weather, Chris? You know, I've, I've seen air, you know, airplanes actually come back and, and they, they had a frozen break and didn't even know it. One time we had an airplane skid a tire and the, the brake had frozen on, on landing when they applied the brakes. And if you come out of a warm climate, you know, and then you climb to altitude and then you land, you know, in, in, in sub-zero weather, it can pick up that moisture and that brake will actually can freeze. And I've seen that happen. And then I've also seen where airplanes came on the ramp and they set the brakes, you know, and it was below zero. And, and then when they went to leave, you know, maybe five hours later, those brakes wouldn't release. So that's something to think about is probably in in freezing temps, you probably don't want to leave those brakes set. You want to release them and and chalk the airplane if it's going to sit outside. Right. 
And Chris, you and Greg already touched on this a bit, but these situations can also pose a real challenge for flight crews and schedulers when managing passenger expectations. How do you handle that at your operation? We let them know if there's going to be a potential delay. So we always, we have pretty good contact with the lead passenger on the trip. And we let them know if the, if the weather's looking, you know, looking rough for a departure or, or the destination. So we give them a heads up. Also, you know, we do try to do some things at home, which, which we mentioned, making sure the parking lot's safe, making sure that the, the walkway out to the aircraft for boarding is safe. We actually have some rubber-backed carpet mats that we put down in front of the door so that you have at least good footing, you know, to wipe your shoes and, and to board the airplane to get on the steps. So, and I've seen people almost fall doing that, you know, trying to get on the steps, you know, as they're making that transition from a, a slippery ramp. But I think communication is the key, letting people know when there's potential issues. And we've had situations where it looked like the trip was going to be able to go. And within the last hour, the weather got worse and, and we just couldn't. So communication is really the key. We type four of the aircraft in the hangar. So, you know, getting ahead of it, that communication with the passenger to say, hey, you know, can you arrive 20 minutes early? Because we're going to get you on board. We're going to type four of the airplane and, and then pull you out and go. Chris knows you type for an airplane, the goal is to get it on the wings, but it ends up everywhere else too, ends up on the floor. So we don't want passengers walking through that. It is literally like having grease on the floor. So it affects everybody operationally, flight crew, passengers, and the maintenance guys are applying it because we've got to take and maybe have our, our, our look at things from a safety perspective, due diligence, say, hey, we're not going to we're not just going to blindly walk through the hangar like we normally do. We've got to be cognizant of what's on the floor. I have literally, just like I'm walking on ice, my feet go out from underneath me and, and, and land on my back after walking through type four. So that communication piece with, with passengers help them understand operationally what we're up against. It's going to take more time. Just like if you would have it away from home base, hey, you show up at departure time. Well, we still have another 20 or 30 minutes to, to de-ice the airplane. So we try to front load that again, to make sure that our flight operations from a timing perspective, getting their passengers to their destination, arrival time when they want to get there is really key to, uh, to front load things. Great advice. And you also mentioned a pretty big potential gotcha there, Greg, with the prospect of passengers or even the flight crew tracking that greasy type 4 de-icing fluid through the cabin. I'd imagine that would lead to a pretty substantial cleaning bill at some point. What are some other aspects of winter operations that crews may not think about until it's too late? I mentioned it earlier, probably the biggest gotcha that I've run into operationally is freezing rain. It's debilitating from an operational perspective and where it affects you. Obviously, the biggest part is, is away from home base. I, I can remember having an aircraft stuck two years ago at, at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport because they had a huge ice storm. And, and we called ahead and they had the ice fluid. Well, immediately after we arrived, they ran out. And so those, those locations where they're just not as capable with winter weather, maybe that southern climate that gets the occasional freak ice event, you got to kind of look ahead. And so I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is really trying to look forward in your crystal ball and, and trying to prepare for maybe that worst case scenario. So for us, it's having that winter kit on board, um, you know, where we can get the fan blades free if, if things get frozen, putting covers on, on uh, the engines so that it's not full of snow or ice. Um, it's all those kind of things. So it's really that that prep on the front end. And like we talked about earlier, October is our, is our prep month. We've forgotten about it. We enjoyed summer. Now we're back at it. Man, how do we purge the water on our Falcon 2000? 
it's a set of valves and nobody remembers and there's instructions there, but if you don't do it right, it can impact the airplane negatively. So it's really preparation. I think that's what it's all about. And if you're prepared for it, once you get into winter, it's like, okay, yep, it's normal ops again, but we've gone, you know, almost nine months without having to deal with it. And you try to forget about it and here it comes again. So we're, we're, we're just leaving three months of bad sledding, Rob, uh, here in Michigan, as we call it. So it's coming. One thing that we always talk about during the, the briefing before the trip, we have a briefing with maintenance and the flight crew. We talk about what's the weather at the other end, and that usually brings up the, the discussion about the temperature at the other end. And that's usually the time when hopefully we, we catch the fact that we may have to purge and we may have to bring a crate along to load you know, all the, the stock that we need to pull off the airplane. I think Greg's point was great about the AD and first aid kit. I mean, that's something that we need to be reminded of. One of my notes from my ops manager said, oh, we're coming from Florida or, or we're coming from Moline and the weather's good, but we're going to Canada and all of a sudden the weather's really cold and, and oh, oh man, did I bring, you know, did I bring a container to put all that pop in or a cooler to store it in, like Greg said. Those are great ideas. So it's just awareness. Awareness is the key. Another one that came to mind, Rob, was knowing your aircraft. And when I say that is, you know, in a snow event, and it's especially true of away from home base, ideally we try to get a hangar if at all possible, but that's not always the case. We go to Jackson Hole regularly in the wintertime. You can have some pretty significant snow events, and we've all seen the pictures of the airplane sitting on its tail because uh, too much snow accumulated physically on the horizontal stabilizers on the aircraft. So you may want to take a look at and discuss it, you know, between maintenance and flight ops to say, hey, uh, for example, our Falcon 2000, we know there's an ideal fuel load we want to have on board. So that aircraft CG is a little bit farther forward. You got some weight on the nose, so that's not going to happen. So I think, you know, for crews really prepping or knowing, looking ahead again, operationally to say, hey, I don't want to come up, show at the airport and, and here's my airplane sitting on his tail because we had a heavy snow event. So it's always... It's always hard to predict that, but I think if you're prepared for it, you know you need fuel to go to your next destination. So maybe even having it preloaded a little bit so that it's sitting a little bit heavier. But it, it does impact uh, different aircraft differently. So I think really knowing your airplane is really important. Another quick note, if your travel plans this winter take you to smaller airports in particular, be sure to verify ramp and taxiway conditions in addition to runway conditions before departure or while you're en route. And be sure to check out NBAA's weather resource at nbaa.org forward slash weather for a wealth of information about operating through winter and other adverse weather conditions. Pilots are also encouraged to review NBAA's detailed explanation of the takeoff and landing performance assessment used to determine braking action on slippery runways. That's at nbaa.org forward slash talpa. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight base, sending out 3500. All right, we got him inside. We're still on 170.